Now I want to invite you to join us for the third Sunday, Joy. We go into the third week of Advent. It's probably one of the hardest parts of Advent is to recognize joy. Especially when so many things are going on, whether it's just in the world in general or in our personal lives. Joy is one of the hardest things to recognize. The first week, we recognized hope. We talked about the hope we have in Christ. Second week, we talked about the peace we had in Christ. I did. I'm not sure what y'all's message was last week, but I heard Drew did a pretty good job. So This week is joy, and well, sometimes we don't have all the answers. We know that our joy can be found in Christ, if not anywhere else. And I turn to Psalm 98 this morning. In my Bible, it's entitled, Praise the King. It says, Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has performed wonders. His right hand and holy arm have won him victory. The Lord has made his victory known. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen our God's victory. Let the whores shout to the Lord, be jubilant, shout for joy and sing. Sing to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and melodious song, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout triumphantly in the presence of the Lord our King. Let the sea and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it resound. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains shout together for joy before the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world righteously and the peoples fairly. Our Lord, Heavenly Father, we ask that you give your joy to us. and Let us lean on these words, Lord, and understand what they're saying. We ask that you touch our hearts to hear your message today. In Jesus' name, amen. So David tells us to sing for his joy. He tells us to play instruments for his joy. And that's what we do at the beginning of every church service, is worship God in song, in music. And part of what we're... We... we Sometimes probably don't even realize why we're doing it, but the idea is to make a joyful noise. Y'all notice I don't sing that well. <laughs> and sometimes I mess up. But if I sing with my heart to God, I make that joyful noise. But it's not enough to try and make a joyful noise if you don't understand where joy comes from. And... Sometimes it's hard to understand where joy comes from when you look at the things going on in the world. There's wars going on 
22 tornadoes ripped through five states, killing hundreds of people. This time of the year is one of the highest rates of suicide. We're in dark times, and sometimes we don't even realize it. And we don't understand it, and we often ask, why? And one of the questions we ask more often than not is why would a loving God allow bad things to happen? The thing is, is the ship's sinking. It has been since the fall of man. It isn't that he's allowing things to happen. He has provided the lifeboat for us in Christ Jesus. It's just so many people are refusing to get on and so it's hard for those people to find hope. It's hard for those people to know peace. It's hard for them to understand joy. And next week we'll talk about love, and it's really hard for them to understand love. When they don't truly understand Christ. There's a lot of people who say they know Christ. But unfortunately, a lot of those people aren't known by Christ. And that's because they haven't truly given themselves to Him. See, a little over 2,000 years ago, the world was in a dark place. For 400 years, they hadn't heard the voice of God. 400 years the prophets had been silent and for 400 years they had slowly trusted in the rules of men. A small group of shepherds in a field were waiting for the Messiah trying their best to breed and raise a perfect lamb according to the rules of men. But one night they were shown the perfect lamb according to the rules of God. See, in Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 14 we're told about their little story it's the one we just sung about joy to the world it says in the same region shepherds were staying out in the fields and were keeping watch at night over their flock and the angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. King James says it, Glory to God in the highest and peace, goodwill toward men. Kind of like the way that says it. But if you look back in verse 9, you see that when the angel stood before them, they were terrified. When God first called me, I was terrified. 
Part of it was because I knew that my life was changed. As much as I didn't want to change who I was, that I didn't want to be a different person. I wanted to be the same person I'd always been. I knew that was over. Because when God truly calls you, you're no longer that same person you created new. And sometimes even the best things in life are terrifying. But you're also realizing that you have been in the dark that whole time. That you have felt alone that whole time. You haven't heard the voice of God that whole time. And these shepherds have been experiencing that their entire life. The nation of Israel had experienced it for over 400 years because 400 years before they wouldn't even listen to the word of God. So he got quiet. And he let them be conquered by country after country after country. Until the prophecies were fulfilled that were spoken about in Daniel. And that the fourth country had conquered them. And God had put an infrastructure in with these countries. Roads, mail systems, everything else that would make what was coming completely possible. It was no coincidence that Christ came at the height of the Roman nation. Because there was such an infrastructure created at that time that news of him could spread rapidly. What could have took months would take days or weeks to travel from one nation to another. There's no coincidence that God is letting us learn about it today where news of him can travel around the world in seconds. He brings these messages up and tells us to share his message constantly, to spread his joy, even when we can't understand it. Because if you look in the next verse, the angel tells them, Two things. And it starts with, don't be afraid. They know we're scared. God knows we're scared. But don't be afraid. I proclaim to you good news of great joy. That will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you. All people. A Savior was born for all people. That was the news that the angel brought to the shepherds on the night of Jesus' birth. That a child, a baby, not just wrapped in any random clothes, but in the swaddling clothes that would be used for the perfect sacrificial lamb. Because Jesus would be the sacrifice for us. That the innkeeper had given them a manger, a barn to sleep in. But it also gave them clothes that were meant for their lamb that would be given to the temple for sacrifice to wrap the baby in. A symbol of what was going to be in his life. 
is a savior for us and in that we find our joy. Even when things don't make sense, even when things are hard, even when we have absolutely nothing to rejoice about, we have a savior born for us. James, the brother of Jesus, what a shadow to live in. It said that his brothers didn't believe he was the Messiah until after his resurrection. And we see words from his brothers in the Bible, two of them. Several are mentioned, I think at least five. But two of his brothers are mentioned, James and Judas, or Judas, as he was referred to. And we see the books they wrote, the message they shared about their brother. James wrote, Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. So whatever we're going through, whatever we're facing, whatever we see on the news, whatever's happening in our life, remember where our joy is. Reflect on the one who gives us peace and hope and love. Reflect on Jesus so that no matter what's going on, no matter how dark things seem, no matter how hard things are, we can find joy in Him. Even if we don't feel like being very joyous at the moment. We can keep our focus on Him. And know that joy will come. That peace and hope and love will come because of Him. Because He has already come so long ago and because he has already died for us to be a savior for us. So look for your joy in Christ. Because if you look for it in the world, you probably won't find it. You might find happiness in a moment, but even in the dark times of sadness and pain, can find joy in Christ. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for this message. And I hope that it touches the hearts and minds of those you've meant it for, Lord, and that we can carry it with us as we go throughout this day and the following week to wherever we go, to whomever we speak to or interact with, that when they look at us, they can see your joy. And they can find your peace and your hope through whatever we say or do. And that when things start to look dark, we can humble ourselves in prayer and turn to you. And that you can put your comforting hands on us to let us know that you are there, Lord. 
Ask all these things in the blessed name of Jesus Christ. Amen.